Broadcasting live from Hollywood Hills, California, it is the third episode of Tapezilla. Guys, uh, the Midwest is underwater. Dra- uh, California is on fire. Fucking eight hundred wildfires going on there. And George Carlin and John Ritter are dead. And other good news: it's the third episode of Tapezilla. Let's do better it. news. I'm back. That's the that's the that's the last part of the good news. Oh, the other good news is Dracula's back. I'm that's back. Last news. week I was not able to be here, and I got shit on for it. But yeah. I think the show ended up better. So we'll see how this week turns out. Hey, you think if you think it uh, it turned out better with your uh, with your absence? Maybe it was because it was the second show and we were rolling a little bit, but I think so. Yeah, judging by how this show's going so far, I, I feel like we're in the golden age of Tapezilla. Like we've had a long career, and we're kind of hitting the sweet spot now. We're we're uh, ready for a last blast. I think I'm ready to and it's good to have It's good to have Dracula around for the last blast. It, mm-hmm. It's uh, I think that's helpful. All right, we should tell everybody that this is not actually the last blast. This is just episode three. Okay, this is just episode three. And uh, episode three is actually going to be about Ninja Gaiden 2. And Hot Shots no, it's, and it's, Mojo. It's, it's going to be about Wall-E for the Xbox 360. Not for the other consoles, just for the just for the 360. That yeah, game, we decided uh, to devote the entire show to Wall-E. Now, the thing that I like about the game so far, based on not having played it or seen it, is that um, there's like a robot and some aliens or something, and I'm looking forward to it. I'll admit I know absolutely nothing about that movie or that game. Well, you're like a little robot dude. Like it, it reminds me of um, what's that movie? Short Circuit. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Got it. First try. <laughs> I gave you nothing to go on. I said it reminds me of uh, what's that movie? <laughs> I'm good at this game. Go get. Come on. Give me another one. Uh-uh. Okay, uh, and in that movie, some shit happens that reminds me of, uh, you know, what's that other movie? Uh, Independence Day. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, because the, the earth blows up. And like, <laughs> is that what happens in Independence Day? Uh, no, Fuck. that's not what happens in Short Circuit either. Oh, in Short Circuit, does, like, the president have a wife and he hates her so she dies and then he kills his family or something? That's not Independence Day, though, is it? No. I don't think that's any movie. What's wrong with you? <laughs> so, uh, <laughs> moving right along. You were talking about Wally. Well, I have nothing else to say about Wally. I've already given you as brought much it as I can. Let's finish it. All right. Well, you're a little robot man. And uh, there's some little aliens. And you, uh, fuck. What do you guys think? I'm looking forward to the fucking. If that's really what happens in the game, I'll totally pick it up. That comes out today or something? I think. Yeah, they're actually, uh, speaking of, they're actually putting Short Circuit on a DVD. And uh, it's an unrated edition. It has some robot fucking in it. It's not actually Short Circuit that fucks, though. Remember, the, remember all the little mini ones, the little toy ones at the beginning of one of the movies? Those <laughs> things. Yeah, one of the guys gets into a box of those and just goes nuts. <laughs> it kind of uh, <laughs> skews the whole rating of the film, so that was cut out, but that's in the unrated edition. <laughs> yeah, that was the scene where the janitor was mopping up. <laughs> he just, he the just opens the crate up with all the short circuit toys in yeah. there, and he's. 
<laughs> he goes, oh, hello there. <laughs> he starts jacking off on all of them. <laughs> Ew, no, 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 no. I'm going to guess no, that he- like, there'd be little short circuit toys in short circuit 2, right? But yet they're including that scene in short circuit 1 on DVD. <laughs> <laughs> I think they re-edited it into the movie. Awful. All right, we got to get back to Metal Gear Solid 4. You guys have both been playing it. I uh, kind of figured you'd both want to go nuts on each other now. You know? Before we go nuts on Metal Gear Solid 4, and I can't really go nuts because I've I've played it maybe uh, two hours since the last show. Is Snake show. still hiding? Still hiding from last oh, show? Getting well, over his psych damage? Well, listen, we've got some other things to take care of first. We, have, we had a contest last week we got to announce Fuck. the winner for. Um, I still want to give Dracula some shit for not being here last week. So we we gave away Mojo uh, this past week, and I'll tell you what we based on the numbers we can tell how many people download the show and how many people uh, you know even just check it out. So we got I'd say a pretty close to the amount from the first show, but yeah, we got far fewer contest entries for this one. Uh, it doesn't seem like anybody wants Mojo. No one wants Mojo. They want the stupid EA book. They did. I, Mojo. Unfortunately, I only have one more EA book, and that's mine. So, somebody got stuck with Mojo, and that person is Troy. Troy, Mojo's coming your way. Yeah, I hope that guy doesn't get involved in some kind of hang gliding accident or anything. <laughs> Troy, do not go hang gliding this week. <laughs> According to Pete, get something might happen. <laughs> I'm just worried that next week we're not going to have any contest entries. <laughs> Because <laughs> the people keep dying. Yeah. <laughs> Don't use the hair dryer near the bathtub. I mean, the guy who won last week didn't send us an entry. That's true. He didn't try to, to win a second time. And I want everyone to know that you can win twice in a row. Can they? You can? We haven't yeah, really decided that. Yeah, I think so. I guess it's not really an official contest. Nobody really cares. So, w- wait, you said Troy contest. Troy won the uh, won the game? Troy yeah, won. Troy. Okay. Hope Troy doesn't Carlin out. Or anything like that. Ooh. Oh. Hope he doesn't. Hope he doesn't go out. Go Carlin up. You know. <laughs> go Carlin side up. It's a very timely reference. Hope he doesn't go Carlin yeah. style. Yeah. Yeah. Hope he doesn't end up uh, burning in hell with John Ritter and George Carlin. If anybody's listening to this in about a year, you know, they go back. They're like, "Man, this show's great. Let me go back and hit some of those original episodes." They'll be like, "Carlin and <laughs> out." Carlin's dead. <laughs> what about the Nobody guy that remembers. made the Game Boy? Is he there too? Oh, is he no. dead? Did he yeah, did he make the virtual boy? Yeah. yeah. Oh, so he's dead? Maybe that's maybe that's why. It's God God's response to the virtual boy. I kind of oh, like the virtual cool. boy actually. I own a virtual boy. Yeah. Do you ever uh, rip, whip out the teleboxing? I have that. I never played it. It was like the only good game on it. I liked Wario. Wario was really good in Virtual Boy. I remember at the time trying to fucking um play it and and i just kept i kept wishing they had some kind of strap so i could put it on my head instead of having to like arch my neck into that thing and then i watched the angry video game nerd thing about the virtual boy and he did the same he actually did it he like used duct tape and he strapped it to his head and like if everyone thought of that even even like an 11 year old pete thought about that why wouldn't this genius japanese guy who's dead think about that that's what i want to know i'll tell you how i use the virtual boy the most i got it and i first of all i got it in the bathroom yo what did you use it in the bathroom so I got it on sale from uh, from EB at the time. I think it was like 20 bucks or something. This is when they were on clearance. So yeah, I laid the Virtual Boy down on the floor, and then I laid down and put my head into it and 
played a couple games. But then, the one I got the most use was, sadly enough, on a drive to Florida and being like, you know, 15 or whatever. Uh, I wasn't going to be driving. It was probably 15 when I got it, I'd guess. Really? Oh. When I was on clearance, I was probably 15. Oh, anyway. so you got it later on. Okay, okay. Yeah, that was the first part of the story. So, uh... I'm sitting there in the car, and I put it on my lap, and then look down into it for uh, hours upon hours. As the you drive still have from neck injuries from then? Maybe that's where they stem from. Because the drive from New York to Florida is like uh, 24 hours. Wait, I thought you had to plug that in. Yeah, I had the car thingy. Yeah, he had the car thingy. Actually, no, wait. What the hell did I? I don't think they made a car thingy. I don't know. Somehow I, uh, somehow I worked it. There was like a battery pack. Not bullshit. <laughs> there was a battery pack. I think I, I don't know, filled it up with batteries. I played it in the fucking car. All right. Wonder if that. Well, wonder what we'd have. What sort of. Uh, wonder what sort of toys we'd have now if that whole virtual reality fad held on. You know, it'll be back. Two thousand eight. It'll come back. You know, back in the nineties, that was the shit. Virtual reality. You know, that was that was everything back then. Remember, N sixty four was Project Reality or whatever because it was three D. You know. I think we'd have the, some sweet toys now. I think it's coming back. Give it just maybe a few more years. You'll see, you know, virtual reality stuff come back, come back around. It all comes back around. Yeah, and hopefully once it does, we'll have like more TV episodes of sci-fi shows and movies and stuff set in like virtual reality worlds where the characters get stuck in there and stuff. <laughs> That's sweet. That does make the best <laughs> TV. What was that awful one? I don't. It was um, it was like a CG show. Artie was on it. Artie reboot? Lang was one of the yeah reboot. It was awful. I hated that. Why do I know that? At the time, I thought it was pretty uh, ingenious, but I, I, looking back, it'd probably suck. Um, you guys remember Captain Power? That had like like really uh, early kind of CG in it, like just to show that one flying robot guy. Like they had this one little clip of the flying robot guy like making his entrance and leaving, and like every time that every every time that he was in a scene everyone would point and go oh there he is and then he'd fly away and I thought it was the coolest thing ever that'd be funny in a video game you see it's like in game like you know back in Sega CD days it's like in game they're like there he is and then it takes like a minute to load an FMV sequence <laughs> <laughs> yeah it, that, and the show was like there he is and they'd show the same exact clip every time of him just being somewhere <laughs> far away kind of flying away or coming back and that was the only way you ever saw that character CG costs that, a lot of money and at the time, it was the most amazing thing I'd ever fucking seen in my life. Imagine being, like, 10 or 11 years old now. How sick would that be? Like, with all the stuff we have now, it would just be so exciting to be that age at this point. Yeah, but they're spoiled. They're too spoiled now. Yeah, they're born with a controller in their fucking hands. And they go out on Halo. Those are the kids who beat and, you uh, at Call of Duty 4. Headshot. Those kids who are 12 and 13 now. <laughs> they beat me at Gears of War 2. As well. Not Gears of War 2. You don't have an early copy of it? Gears of War as well. Stevie, uh, Steven Beaver was talking about how how uh, kids who are raised around technology from an early age have like a, a built-in brain advantage with computers and stuff. I don't know what he means. But that's, that's, what, I, uh, that's, what, I, that's what I chalk it up to. <sighs> Fuck the Midwest. <laughs> <laughs> oh, good God. Seriously, the whole place is underwater, drowning. The crops are all... Billions of dollars of crop damage, like... Tw- for, you know, $20 billion now of crop damage. And it's not that big of a story. Everyone's just sort of on the outside. The normal people not living in, you know, hill person land or whatever are on the outside just going, eh, fuck them. I tell you, I, I live in the Midwest. 
and yeah, are you underwater? So you must not be in the, like the bad part, right? I'm not, but you're right. A lot of people here really don't seem to care about it. They don't even give a shit, even the though you're in the Midwest. <laughs> well, I guess it's like a little bit lower down where all the farmers and stuff are, you know, or whatever. That's interesting, though. Even people in the Midwest don't care about this. Did we? Are we going to talk about the next contest? Yeah, I think we should wait till the end of the show. You know, kind of we should we should <laughs> kind of uh, we should mention what we have up for grabs this week, though, Jack. This is actually coming from your collection. All right, this is coming from straight from my collection, unopened copy of. Ark the Lad, Twilight oh, of the Spirit. Oh, that's nasty. <sighs> you didn't even let him get the name out. <laughs> <laughs> I was so he heard, excited. He heard Ark the Lad. He's like, fuck, that's nasty. <laughs> you know, um, Robert, last week, I, you know, he mentioned what he, was give, what he gave away the first week, and I was like, ooh, that's nasty, or whatever. And then Robert's like, that's a $35 value. <laughs> so I took that sound bite, and I made it my little sound for any time someone signs in. And um, I am, and it always happens during like the most hilarious times. Like I was watching an episode of Lost. Like it's really sad, you know. And they have the sad music, and everyone's looking real, you know, reflective and everything, just looking out at the ocean. Then all of a sudden, that's a thirty-five dollar value. <laughs> just uh, <laughs> it adds to any situation. It fixes any moment. I'm glad I could help. <laughs> and Robert's a uh, more part of my life now than ever. Well, Ark the Lad is not a thirty-five dollar value. I don't want to say what I paid for it, but uh, maybe it was more than that. Mm-hmm. Maybe is this more than Mojo? Well, here's I, this is really the best prize we've had so far because at least it was at one time fifty bucks. <laughs> like Mojo was never fifty bucks. I think that came out for a uh, buck ninety nine. <laughs> but uh, and the, that's the how it, that's how it debuted. <laughs> yeah, it, there's a sticker on it that says now just a buck ninety nine, and it's. Uh, <laughs> It's from the original release, but and then the EA book was thirty five bucks at the at its peak. So yeah, the uh, Ark the Lad's probably the best prize we've had so far. <laughs> Give me that! <laughs> I'm just trying to get everyone worked up, you know. I want that prize? Pete's almost well, too tired this week. <laughs> Pete's yo, overtired. Yo, hey, yo, man, yo, man, I want that book. You know what I'm saying? No, we already gave away the book. Mm. Books, damn. Yeah. So Ark the Lad, Twilight of the Spirits. This week, yours. I want that book. And we'll tell you at the end of the show how you can get Ark the Lad, Twilight Spirits, is it? I think it's Twilight of the Spirits, but I can't oh. I can't really read it from here. What kind of game is that? Is it like an RPG or something? Yeah, I played. I hope this is the one Oh, I it's opened, pre-played? But I don't know. Like, no, no. You're lying. You said it was unopened. This is like a, this is like GameSpot's version, or GameStop's version of new. Where like the the uh, greasy ass employee gets his dirty hands on it and plays it and jerks off onto it, and they take it back to the store and sell it as new. That happened with my Metroid Prime too, by the way. No, this is new. This is new, and I rented it before, and it was it's kind of generic, and that's probably why I never opened this one. Yeah, that happened to me with Metroid Prime too. I bu- I went there because they had the game for like thirty bucks or something, some kind of sale. I saw it online, so I went in there and I got it new. And they gave it to me, and I, you know, it looked new, but it didn't have the shrink wrap on it. So I thought, okay, whatever. So I, I let, it wasn't until after the store when I had opened it up and I saw some white stuff in there, and it tasted like <laughs> that I realized it might have been pre-played. Can we require Pete sleeps next time before he does a show? <laughs> I found a white substance, and I confirmed what it was by tasting it. <laughs> I'd rather, I mean, I know we have the explicit tag in iTunes already. I'd rather the word 
not show up anywhere. <laughs> you can just be <laughs> Pete's done for. Yeah, it had a white substance in it, and uh, once I tasted it, I realized it was Episode 3, Pete Talks <laughs> You open your new game, and there's white stuff in it. Why do you taste it? Why is that your first response? Sure you didn't buy Super believe. Brothers instead. I can't believe we almost made Peter the host. <laughs> I'm a wreck. <laughs> what happened to you? <laughs> I haven't slept. Like, I was ready. I was feeling like I was ready to go to bed be- like an hour before we even started. <laughs> Jeez. Maybe you ought to take a nappy and we'll keep going. Yeah, maybe no, we'll keep going. Okay. You can wake up during this and, like, jump in with things. But. Don't you think it's funny? We'll talk Metal Gear and you go take a nap. Okay, you guys go Metal Gear 4. Actually, I want to talk more about Ark the Lad. Because... Oh. Okay, so what is Ark the Lad? Is that an RPG? It's an RPG. It's kind of... I think it's kind of action-y. I can't really remember. I played it about four years ago. <laughs> and this is when I was... was formative. <laughs> I think I played it when I wasn't in school, and I didn't have a job, and I still stopped playing it, so... Yeah, the only Ark the Lad I remember was the uh, the one for PlayStation, and Working Designs put out this gigantic box set of, like, every Ark the Lad, and uh, it was, like, 70 bucks. I don't think it ever went down in price either. I was waiting for it to drop at GameStop or EB Games at the time, but I was looking to get it for like 20 bucks, but it never came down. So now you can have the apparently far worse sequel. All you have to do is enter our contest. That's it? Not too shabby. That's all you have to do. And we'll tell you at the end of the show how you can uh, enter to get your copy of Ark the Lad Twilight of Garbage or something. If you're lucky, you may be as disappointed <laughs> as I was. <laughs> Is this going to be an like ongoing thing, giving away horrible games that we hate? <laughs> I kind of like it. Let people share in the hatred. I don't think they've even made... Have they made an Ark the Lad game since the PS2 one? Since that one? I think there might be one for DS, but uh, none of you nerds quote me on that. <laughs> I'm getting pretty fed up with the DS. It's got a lot of features that I'm liking. Uh, number one feature that I like. Can't fucking find it. Ever. <laughs> <laughs> That's a feature you like about the DS that you can't find your DS. I blame the designers. Uh, number two feature that I like. Doesn't work outside at all. Look, I was trying to go outside and uh, get a little bit of a tan going. You know, just thought I'd play some DS out there to pass the time. And it doesn't work. The screen can't be viewed outside. I did it with the, uh, with the GBA, with no backlighting, just the original GBA. And that worked okay. But the new ones... Uh, you pretty much need direct sunlight to see the original GBA. Yeah, they put the uh, yeah it worked that way, but they put some kind of anti sunlight thing into the DS Lite, and they also put some high smudge gloss onto it, which is nice, but nothing like the PSP. Pete, have you tried wearing a sombrero? That might um, work. That would kind of defeat the thing about the tan, you know, because I'm trying to get a tan on my face. What if you sat upside down and had the DS below the light, and you'd still get sun? Yeah, that's good. Lay on your back with your feet up. It just you try it. You can't. You, I couldn't. It's you have to like look real close to even see if it's on. If you're outside in, a, in the sunlight. No, but you lay on your back with your feet up on something, like you're doing sit-ups. <laughs> this is sounding really weird. <laughs> so that way, the sun still hits your face, but the DS uh, is also visible because the sunlight's not directly. No, this, on it. It, it wouldn't work. It's just it's too bright out there. You can't even see like the LED or anything. Like nothing works. It's just too bright. Did your DS, out. Was your DS charged, or maybe it didn't have any batteries? It's charged power? up. It works. It works. I've tried this more than once. I just kind of forgot that it didn't work today. 
I just like yeah. that your other feature for the DS is the fact that you can't find it. <laughs> Micro has a feature like that, too. Except that really is a feature. Oh, I actually found it this past weekend. The original Micro I had. How long was that lost for? Like, two years? Um, Three years? I, I remember you bought it, years. like, around when it came out, because you had to buy all the new toys. If something comes out, I have to buy it, yeah. But, yeah, when uh, when I moved, that was almost two years ago. So where'd you it find got, it? It got thrown into a box that I haven't looked through since I moved. Because I was looking for my uh, original... I have the, the smaller PS1 with the screen that flips up that they sold mm-hmm. for a while. And uh, my girlfriend bought Ape Escape, the original one. So I wanted to find oh, that for yeah. her to play it on. And I found that, and I found my micro. So here's the oh, nice. the box it was the box that micro was in though that I haven't been. It's like kind of like giving a little gift to yourself, you know, because you bought so. it, and then you thought it was gone, so you you just wrote it off, and then it's there. It's like a little I mean, gift I'll, to Robert. There's a chance I'll never turn it on again, but yeah, I guess it's like a gift to myself. Yeah, I don't even know what the point of it is. It's so small. I mean, screen size is already a problem with those games. So fucking tiny. And can't you play Ape Escape on PS3? But that was the whole point. Yeah, but I like playing PS3 games, so this would give her something to play while I'm playing PS3. Oh, okay, okay. It's almost like a portable PlayStation. Just trying to pacify her so you can get the real gaming done in the house. <laughs> that Ape Escape 1, that's not real gaming. <laughs> I gotta get the real gaming done in here. <laughs> so yeah, oh, the box, the box that the, uh, the GB Micro is in. I guess... I hadn't looked through this box since I moved, and I guess I just threw this box in uh, next to the, the the cat litter box, and um, I think I think the cats have been kicking litter into the box over the past uh, two years. <laughs> they don't they don't like that feature. They don't like that feature about the micro either. Meow! It always gets lost. Meow. The micro's in there. Bury it. <laughs> I start going through the box. And, like I have Time Crisis, whatever the the last PS2 one was. I've I think it's Time Crisis Three. I have that with like two guns, and they were buried. In, not buried, but they had freaking cat litter dust all over them. They smell like cat litter. <laughs> so the GB Micro is currently uh, it's quarantined somewhere. We we can promise that we will never give away a game that has been in the cat litter box. <laughs> <laughs> it may if it's a portable game it may or may not have been used while you know on the toilet but <laughs> it, <laughs> that's why you can't get portable games from uh yeah i'd never uh, buy a used portable <laughs> actually you can you can, you can game fly portable games what are you talking about yeah but why would you they've all been in the bathroom i wouldn't <laughs> that's why i wouldn't buy especially i wouldn't buy like a used ds or a used psp it probably has like you know poopy all over it it's just caked with with crap. Because <laughs> people, they're, they're so uh, so unorganized when it comes to pooping. <laughs> they get a cake. They just, how would it get caked over it? <laughs> how is it even possible? Because they're the filthiest, the filthiest person ever. <laughs> the minute you sit on the toilet, there's just poop all over your hands. Listen, man, don't doubt... <laughs> Someone's ability to get shit all over something. <laughs> oh, yeah, wouldn't. I mean, even if it's not... I mean, obviously it's not going to be visible, but there's shit on there somewhere. <laughs> How many scatological references is that now? <laughs> if a PSP's been in the bathroom, there's shit on it. You just can't see it. <laughs> what's, this syn- <laughs> what's this synopsis going to be for this week's episode? Is this going to be... <laughs> <laughs> Done. <laughs>
It's going to be exactly what I just said. If a PSP has been in the bathroom, you may not be able to see it, but there's shit on it. There's some good keywords. Isn't there pretty much shit on everything, though? Like you, take a, you take a blacklight to a, you know, just about anyone's room, and there's just shit and everywhere, pretty much. Especially in hotel rooms. You know, yeah, go to a hotel, hotel room, you'll find, like, you'll find, like, you take a black light to the hotel room, and this, take it to the ceiling, and there's going to be, like, shit up there. Somehow. Are you guys ever going to talk about Metal Gears? Rock your body, mic check, one, two, cause it ain't a party till my crew run through. Shit somebody, show me what you can do, like, oh, yeah. oh, oh, oh. Rock your body, mic check, one, two, DJ, spin the nigga back into the groove. Woo! Pump it louder so the crowd want to move, like, oh, check. oh, Check, now, yo, I blaze the illest. So much skill, it's impossible for you not to feel us, the realest Ooh. MC that you ever met in your life I'm trying to see your work, put a little sweat in your life I got an idea, and it might sound silly But I want to roll your body in a tight brown filly Crack it, lick it up, seal it airtight Get a light, cause you know we gon' burn it Hello? You ain't Hello? paid your insurance Hello? You don't pay up, boy I'm gonna kick your ass Who is it? I said, pay up, boy, right now. Pay up for what? Quit lying! What are you talking about? You ain't paid your insurance. I'm gonna call the cops. You are gonna regret that decision. Who is this? When Terry of Yakuska speaks, he means what he... Hey, this is radio station WSKE. Taking calls on the wish line, making your wacky wishes come true. Hello? I wish I was a little bit taller. I wish I was a baller. I wish I had a girl who looked good. I would call her. Wish I had a rabbit in a hat with a bat and a six form part. I wish I was like six foot nine so I could get with Leo. She could she don't know me, but yo, she's really fine. You know, I see her all the time everywhere I go. And even in my dreams, I can scheme a way to make her mine. Because I know she's living fat. Her boyfriend's tall and he plays ball. So all right, we did talk about Metal Gear Solid 4 a little bit last week, but he'd only just kind of cracked into it. He hadn't even gotten any bosses. Yet, you know, Robert. But Dracula's here now, and Dracula's played the game, so you guys have uh, have something in common now. You can talk about the game a little bit, right? I've, I've fought a boss now, at least. I have fought the first boss. I've beaten two bosses. I mean, I beat the first boss, too. So Is it hard? I'm, I, I, here's the problem. I don't want to know anything about where Drac's at in the game. So <laughs> it's going to be real productive. I guess we can just still talk mechanics and anything up to halfway through Act 2. So as as I understand it, Snake in your game is still uh, hiding and recovering his uh, his uh, he's crying or whatever to get his psych back up from last week, right? Dude, the other night I counted and uh, it was three minutes. Three, three minutes, minutes of crying. To sit there to get everything he's back. Kind of kind of weeping. <laughs> yeah, he just hides in the shadows, going. Oh, 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 oh. <laughs> so the alarm takes like ninety seconds to go away, and then he has to cry for another three minutes. They don't always take ninety seconds. Sometimes it's actually what? longer. Why do you think they make make you wait so long? Like, what's the advantage of that from a design perspective? What do you think? Drag, because I don't know. <laughs> there's no because because there's no advantage. It's just kind of. I think of, it makes the game take longer to beat. It add, it it uh, inflates the uh, the playtime. Then again, you got you I got kind so. of the the feeling that you're gonna get caught, and there, there's something to that. But it is a little bit long. Yeah, but for three minutes, come on. Three minutes is way too long. I mean, it's not the three minutes is actually that was to get my health. My health was pretty low. My meter below my health was pretty low, and my stress level was pretty high, so I wanted them to all go back to how they should be. And it took just, I think it was like 2 minutes and 55 seconds or something 
actually timed it. I don't think anything Ridiculous. should ever take, that, ever take that long that involves waiting in a video game. That's just kind of my philosophy. Once they see that you're in a position where nobody's going to find you, it should just jump right up to being yeah. perfect. Yeah, there's, be... there's a game that's like that. Um, Assassin Creed, Assassin's Creed is kind of like that. Pretty much any game that has like that Halo-style health regen, you know, the uh, the shield recharge. Yeah, you get out of combat. Yeah, you get out of combat, you hide for a second, it comes right back. That's the way, I mean, yeah, that's not the way MGS3 was or anything like that, but... I mean, we've kind of moved on. Yeah, I don't remember uh, hiding for three minutes and crying in any of the other Metal Gear games. Yeah, there's a lot more hiding and crying in this one. Even more crying. Why is why does Snake turn into such an old pussy? That's what I want to know. Oh, dude, you'd love it. There's one cutscene. I think it's towards the end of Act One or um, the beginning of Act Two. There's just a close-up of Snake's ass while he humps the ground. <laughs> why is he humping the ground? If you get into like the uh, if you lay down on the ground prone and then you just barely touch the analog stick to move forward. He does this really slow <laughs> crawl, but he does it by humping the ground. So that, why is this a cutscene? I don't know. It was the like the beginning of it was the beginning of Act Two actually. It was when he's sneaking up on the enemy base at the beginning of Act Two, and there's this super close up of his ass, and it goes up <laughs> into the air, and then back down, and then up into the air, and then back down. It's so gross. You think they noticed Eddie. that? You think they noticed that when they were making it? <laughs> I think it was purposely put in there. That was completely intentional. Yeah. It was just kind of meant to be gratuitous and kind of cheeky. You know, hey, look at this. It's not just Snake, though. Like, the scene where... Spoiler alert for Act 2! Oh. Where he meets... Uh, no, uh, Naomi. 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 When he meets Naomi in, uh, in like, I don't know, the middle of Act 2. I don't know where I am. But um, there's a scene where he purposely drops his cigarette to try to look up her skirt. <laughs> And he's she's dressed like with her boobs hanging out, so he's nice. constantly kind of just staring at her. It's not <laughs> and that just makes cute. does that make your tension or your whatever go up when you're looking at her boobs? No, but there are some funny things in cutscenes when somebody rips yeah. on him, like this is him for being old. His little meter goes down a little bit. It's like <laughs> he, gets, he gets depressed. <laughs> yeah, he gets sad. It's pretty cool, actually. Don't pick on me. So I think I was wrong last week when I talked about the way um, the gun farming kind of works because. I think everything I'm getting now, even if I shake the guy down for it, it's like point one. Multiplier. Yeah, mine's a, mine's always I think point two lately. And I think I might have to do with the the tension in the area. Yeah, but I don't know because even there was a war going on there. Like the two sides were battling in this one part in uh, Act Two, and I was killing the guys and then walking up and taking their guns. I was still getting like point mm. two, so I have no idea what that's based on. I know it's supposed to be based on. Um, how much action's going on in the in the area? That's what the the guy told me at least. But um, doesn't. Well, oh, Kojima, if you're listening, please let us know, and we'll tell everybody next week. Kojima, uh, yeah, I mean, if you can't get a hold of us before next week, we'll just do it in the interview with you. Uh, uh, that we're, we have planned. <laughs> yeah, for the show week. has a. I guess it may, maybe it's a cultural thing, you know, when it comes to Japan and stuff. But the ga- it, the the game seems to have like some sort of homoerotic things in it, but also like very you know sort of straight guy sexy things in it, like the. You know, the objectifying the women and stuff like that. So it's like yeah, this duality. Look at, look at like, in uh, in MGS1, there was all kinds of that. Like, where he's checking out Meryl's ass as she's walking around in the uh, yeah, yeah. the uniform. Yep. And he also does it with, with Sniper Wolf. Her outfit is, like, it's cut down the middle, so you, all you see is cleavage. And she's supposed to be this, uh, you know, sniper, this secret agent sniper. It's like, come on. Yeah, there's there's some there's some uh, sexual tension with one of the female characters in the third game too, and you actually get the f- her. 
uh, towards the end, which is nice. So, you know, it's got a duality. It's got a duality. It's sort of homoerotic and just, you know, straight-o-erotic, I guess. So, Drac, without... <laughs> straight-o-erotic. <laughs> Drac, without spoiling anything, because I know you're up to, like, Act 4, uh, what do you think so far? I'm the beginning of Act 4, and so far it's fucking awesome. There's some cutscenes towards the end of Act 3 just fucking... Just so sweet. I love it. I love the game. How long are they? Uh, last night I started about 10.30, and I finished at 11.20, and I played for about five minutes. So so uh, <laughs> do you ever... Are you ever bothered by how long the cutscenes are? Does it ever try your No, patience? like, actually, I'm really surprised at how quickly they seem to go by. You know, I love watching that shit, especially when it's... Yeah. What about what about the codec conversations that go on? I, I like it too. I'm I'm all into the story, so I don't care how long they are. Yeah, see, I like the story, but the codec, I don't know, it gets a little. Uh, it well, tends to drag on a little like, bit. But the the cutscenes themselves. If they had cutscenes for every codec conversation, it takes so much longer to make this game because the cutscenes are so crazy and directed and involved. That it, plus a lot of it wouldn't make sense because it's just explaining what's going on. Might not need a you know a whole cutscene. It's not really action oriented. It's more story exposition. So, have you noticed there's far less um, codex stuff in this yeah. game? Like in the old games, you actually you dialed people up and you asked them for you know hints for the area. I haven't done that once. I've only the only codex conversations I've had have been people calling me. I don't have a PlayStation Three yet, but I've played all the other Metal Gear games, and uh, I remember in every game frequently just being annoyed by how long. Those things go on, particularly the uh, the codec conversations, and uh, but I I'm kind of like I don't like to skip things in games, like cutscenes or anything on the first time around because I don't want to feel like I could possibly have missed something that I would regret you know, missing. I think the codec to cutscene is like way lower in this game than in Metal Gear Solid One, Two, Three. Like there seems to be more cutscenes compared to minutes of codec. Yeah, there's not a lot of... I mean, I'm only through the middle of Act 2, but there's not a lot of codex stuff so far. Usually the codex is just used for um, explaining the situation you're in or explaining the cutscene that just happened. Like, uh, Otacon will get on there and be like, oh, so blah, 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 to explain what just uh, what you just saw. But aside from that, there's not a lot of interrupting the gameplay for codex. Yeah, they actually... Uh, I think they re- actually started reducing the codex thing in the third game, actually, if I recall. But the, sec- the first and second were excessive. Drac, can you even access the codex? I've never... Is there a yeah, you can select. Yeah, you can change the options. Push select and all. Because I've never up. even had to. I've never had to call anybody. No, I, I don't think you have to, but you can just to get extra shit. Like I called up Otacon and he told me some tidbits. Hmm. And knowing this game, there's probably all kinds of shit that you, that's just optional in terms of calling people. Because I remember, like in the in Metal Gear Two, or you know Metal Gear Solid Two, that save lady you'd call to save your game. Sometimes she'd go on and on about little, you know, questions about your Raiden's girlfriend and stuff like that, and just go on forever. And that's all kind of optional. Probably yeah, other people you could call. There's probably secret frequencies you can call. Probably. That was funny in the first game in uh, Metal Gear Solid One, where you had to actually what, look at the back of the box to be yeah. you know, codec. That's nice really uh, not a good idea. <laughs> <laughs> what would you do What's if you didn't is, have the box? Well, when I first played it, I played through the import of uh, Metal Gear Solid One. And so I'm just playing. I'm not looking up anything about the game. I'm just playing through. I had no fucking idea what to do there. So finally, somebody had to tell me the same thing. Um, Wait. So what was this thing you had to look at the back of the box for exactly? You had to call a certain person 
and the the codec frequency was on the back of the box and like a screenshot. Does it tell you it's on the back of the box? I think it does eventually. Yeah. If you keep calling, yeah, keep like asking it, the guy for help. Do you yeah, have to call this person first. or is this optional? No, they open a door. You I have think. to. I think it's Merrill. Like yeah. she's walking around. Yeah, you have to right. call her. But no, so far the game's fucking sweet, and I really, I, I might go play it right now. Actually. <laughs> yeah, I'm actually mad at you guys for making us record this right now because I have some free time and I want to go play it. How many so. bosses have you done, Dracula? Two. And I don't know how many there are. I really didn't know shit about this game before I started playing, which is really wait, wait, good. Wait, wait, wait. So you're like on four acts, but only two yeah. bosses? I started the fourth The boss one. fights, from what I've seen, the boss fights are, I mean, there's you're really only fighting the main boss characters. There's not just silly boss fights thrown in for no reason. So there's not that many bosses, really? Hmm. There's got to be at least... Just based on some cutscene, like four or five or six, even. Mm-hmm. How many acts are there? So, I don't know. Yeah, no clue. Don't want to know. I don't know shit. Like I'm really, especially the point I'm at now, it just really blew me away because I had no idea where the story was gonna go or the settings. I thought the game was all gonna be in the Middle East before I started playing, so I was really shocked. What kind that. of places are there besides then? Uh, like the second act is in. South America. Yeah, the second act jumps to South America, and you're you're suddenly fighting in like, uh, not really the woods, but you, there's these little encampments and stuff set up uh, that allow you to do a lot more cool sneaking around than you could in the first part. Yeah, the, and the so. third act. No, no, I'm not gonna spoil them. I'm gonna say it's ah. a different different area. Ever fight little frog cool. people yet? I've not found any of the froggies, but I know they're hanging out. Mm. I don't really care Ooh. about finding that. That kind of shit. Like, I, I don't want to get that into it. I just kind of want to play. And if I find some secret shit when I'm playing the first time, that's good. But I'm not going to spend a whole lot of time finding it. The most secret stuff I've found so far is iPod songs. Yeah, that's kind of cool. I like that. Wait, wait, wait. Can you actually put them on your real iPod? No. Because that would be cool. I think so. But they'll reduce your stress if you listen to them. Really? Did you, did you listen to any of the podcast? No. It's got, it's got so spoilers, stupid. right? Yeah, they start talking spoilers, like, you know, five minutes into yeah, it. So that's turn fucking around. dumb. <laughs> I love how he assumes that most people are going to be listening to it on their second playthrough. <laughs> uh, welcome to the Metal Gear Solid 4 podcast. And uh, how about Snake getting shit on by Mero <laughs> in the last cutscene? <laughs> how about that? <laughs> it's more like, welcome to the Metal Gear Solid podcast. I'm your host... Ryan, blah blah blah. And that guy used to write for uh, PlayStation magazine. <laughs> I know. I know. I've heard the name before. Like, if he wrote for like one, he was just some shitty gaming site editor or magazine editor or whatever. This is like the pinnacle of his life. He actually is in Metal Gear Solid. Like he's. I think in it. he he's immortalized Kojima and gave him some awesome blow. <laughs> some, something <laughs> on there. Something had to happen. There's no way to make that jump otherwise. Yeah, how would he get in there? So we can't really so, talk about Metal Gear all that much because Dracula's further along than Robert, and Robert refuses to hear anything about it. And since I'm editing the show and I have to hear everything that happens in the show, I can't even just take my headphones off <laughs> or anything. So, I'm unfortunately, not, story-wise, that's all we can really talk about. But anything mechanic-wise, you want to uh, discuss, Trek? You know, I'm not too sure what the stress and psyche part of it does yet. I think it's kind of like. Metal Gear Solid 3 where if your stamina gets low you, your aim gets kind of shitty but I really noticed 
that being a problem at all. See, I'm just sneaking around. I, I crawl on my belly and shoot dudes in the head with my trank gun. Why are you using the trank gun? I don't. Know, I don't. It's fun. I don't kill any guys in this game. I don't have to. Wait, you, you never do? I mean, let's say I get into a big firefight, I'll probably take down some guys. But oh, man, I've seen like the video reviews. That the shooting looks pretty fun. Looks like it's been revamped from the other game. It's funny. Firefights tend to actually be easier if you're using the trank gun. Really? Because you have, like, four guys coming at you, you yeah. just trank each one of them, and then hide for a second, and then they all fall. Yeah. And then you can take their shit. Why not just shoot each one of them? Because you can't... They won't fall down with one bullet if you just shoot them with a the regular gun. Can you tranquilize the bosses, like in the other game? Yeah. Yeah, that's what I've been doing, too. Yeah. I played Is the first boss, and I didn't trank her from the beginning, but I, uh... Like, there's a second form, and uh, I trank that one, but apparently that doesn't do anything. Oh, so you can't, really. You can track the first form, I just didn't do it. Not the second form, though. It did. I mean, you can, it just doesn't do anything special. Like, I didn't get a different cutscene or anything. No, it's cool about these bosses is that each one has that second form. They each have kind of a cool, abused child kind of story. And when they're abused in the second child form... Abused child story? What? Yeah, like the first form yeah. is the, the monster type form, and after you beat that, then their suit falls apart. And it's just, you know, a hot broad standing there coming towards you. They're playing, like, creepy music in the background, like Monster Mash and kids crying. <laughs> what? Monster Mash, the creepiest song ever. <laughs> Wait, and, and then is it a real fight? Where they're just sort of walking at you playing Monster Mash? I don't know what happens if they grab you, but I think they... Yeah, she didn't grab me. They take a I just tracked her a bunch of times. I hid behind the uh, operation table and just tracked her. Oh, so it's like it's not really a true second form or whatever. It's just sort of the ending of the fight. Yeah, you kind of put them to rest. Okay, then that's when you really get the choice between killing them and tranking them. No, you have okay. to trank them in the first part to get the little bonus, but it takes forever. The second guy really doesn't take that long to trank. It's pretty easy actually. Hmm. It was funny the first one. Um, I saw her down the hallway, so I take out the rocket launcher and uh, fired a rocket at her, and of course it took off like nothing. It took off the same amount as like a single bullet would have. <laughs> so why use the rocket launcher? What's the point of that? Exactly. <laughs> what's like? I was just testing it, man. What's this first form? Is it like a big robot mech suit or something? Is that what it is? Yeah, like each boss has a gimmick. Like the first one's like an octopus, and she's an- like a robot octopus. Yeah, and she's kind of like Doc Ock. Climbing around the cabin. That's cool. I like Doc Hawk. Yeah. No, she's really got cool. that. She's got the same suit as Snake, except it even covers her uh, face too, so she can blend in with everything. She's oh, so she has a super tight little ass crack thing going on too. Actually, they all do. There's a yeah, they do. Really? Like when you beat them, there's a shot of them walking away. It's just their ass. Yep. You almost don't need a girlfriend no more, right, guys? <laughs> you got MGS4. <laughs> you got everything you need. Got your joint right here. Some guy, <laughs> some guy plays a twenty-five hour game just to see ten seconds of <laughs> ass. It's not even bare ass. No. Ass in these like tight. I'm suits. ready to go. <laughs> oh. There's some fucked up stories though. The first character, the first uh, boss, um, they explain it after you fight her that she was apparently uh, like she was in this village and people took over the village. And uh, they killed everybody in the village except her and her family. And then they forced her to murder her family 
but while laughing the whole time. <laughs> fucked up. Who could possibly do that? <laughs> so the whole time she's like, when you're fighting her and when you see her in cutscenes beforehand, she's laughing all the time, but it's like a weird maniacal kind of laughing. Yeah. And you find out why. They, they put the honeymooners on TV the whole time. I mean, who couldn't laugh at that? You guys have exhausted all of your uh, all of your Metal Gear Solid Four talk because Robert can't <laughs> get spoiled. <laughs> Not much else to say. I had, I had a busy week last week, and then you guys made me do the show tonight when I should be playing the game. I will say I did buy a DualShock Three just for this game. Just didn't feel right without. Doesn't it the come vibration. with the DualShock Three? What the game? Why would the game come with a controller? <laughs> it's a no, the PlayStation Three doesn't that come with a controller? No, it's got now. the the six axis. Now it's got the oh. yeah. If you if you got the the Metal Gear Solid the eighty gig one that came with the DualShock Three, but I think the regular one um, does the regular system come with the DualShock Three now? The forty gig? Yeah, I don't know. Well, what's so? What's the deal? Is it one of them has it shakes? What's the difference? It's got shakes. It shakes. So the the normal one doesn't. Normal one does not nope. have shakes. Why wouldn't it? That's something that we've all had for like on every game system for a long time. There was some bullshit about it, like conflicted with the motion sensing, but it was all just horse shit because they didn't want to pay the company who came up with it. Yeah, the company has a trademark on the uh, shakes. Oh, shakes. <laughs> shakes is the technical term for shakes and corporate. Well, well, so they they did go through with it though because we have DualShock Three. I think they researched right. a different way to make it shake, and they put that in. So it shakes and has has the gimmick where you can move it around and stuff. Yeah, and I'm glad that yeah, no, Metal Gear doesn't use that shitty gimmick. It does has a little bit. Though. Any game on PS3 that you've played use that to good effect? Wait, it does use it when you're in the um, you know when you hide in a dumpster like a garbage dumpster. Yeah, you can move it and he picks the lid up to look at. Oh, it. okay, that's kind of cool. Stevie B actually told me I like that. It's a nice detail. Does any game really use that feature though to good to good effect? It's funny, Heavenly Sword used that, and they tried to kind of force it on you, but if you went into the menus, you could turn it off. So I tried using it. Uh, you have to, like, shoot these cannons. Oh, it's so awful. Uh, cannonballs. <laughs> you have to shoot these cannonballs to blow up other cannons, and at another point, you're uh, shooting arrows with it and stuff. But if, you, if you're trying to use it with the motion control, it's fucking impossible, and it's super hard. The second you turn it off and just use an analog stick, it becomes almost too easy. So there's it's, basically almost no point to this feature. It's just a gimmick. Yes. I think Warhawk uses it, but I never played Warhawk. Seems like it might come in handy with a flying game, because you could tilt it and then your thing tilts, I guess. Seems like that would make sense. I mean, Lair used it for the control of the entire game, and they eventually patched that to allow analog control, so even they didn't have faith in it. I mean, unless you're like a four-year-old, why would you ever use that instead of the analog sticks? It was completely set up just to attempt to match Nintendo's Wii motion control, and it was a piece of shit. Except the Wii Motion thing's totally different because you can point it, you know. Yeah, but they wanted a, like I said they in the mo- first episode, yeah, another bullet for the PR sheet. Yeah. So they Ooh. had the uh, Ooh. <laughs> burn. They had the, uh, you know, at E three that year they wanted to come out with something. Look, we're different. They wanted to justify that six hundred dollar price point too. Exactly. What's the game where they were, uh, where the guy was describing the games? Like this is a realistic, accurate historical reproduction of ancient China, and on the screen there's a guy fighting giant magic crabs. <laughs> what game was this? Genji. That was so funny. Genji, by the way, now available for about twenty bucks and still not worth it.
crazy world With my man journalist I reminisce, I reminisce With my man Mr. Cheeks, yo Pete Rock and CL Smooth Mr. Sex on the trip for my lost chums who caught one Before I take swigs of the leg, I pour some Might shed a tear, hair and air when the thought come Shirts say your birthday, of course I sport one To show that I lost one, your soul should remain on the block Paint a picture in memory of, then put your name on the top About the time when Kane had dropped, the Wranglers are high We played a game of rock with a hanger and sock Where it used to be, you think I forgot Cats around the way, we still cool, but we ain't hanging a lot Back So, Along the Dark 4 is out in stores I was actually supposed to check it out about a year ago. I was doing, uh, I was supposed to cover it for One Up. They're gonna um, have the showing in New York City, and I was gonna fly out there and check it out. And out of nowhere, the the press junket got canceled. I can't imagine so, how shitty it must have been a year ago because it looked kind of, it looks pretty unfinished now, just judging from the videos and impressions and stuff. Yeah, that's probably why they had to cancel it. So I did not get a chance to play it a year ago, or so whatever that was supposed to be. Alone in the Alone in the Dark is sort of like the you know. It began the whole survival horror thing, pretty much, in the way that it is. You know what I mean? Isn't that right? Yeah, I think on the PC, right? So this is sort of a you know a legendary franchise. It, it, it wasn't Resident Evil that started this. It was kind of Alone in the Dark that started this. Um, yeah, a lot of people even called the original Resident Evil like Alone in the Dark clone. Yeah, so now Alone in the Dark 4 is kind of following what Resident Evil did with the fourth installment, which is to kind of break away from the... Uh, from the strange survival horror, you know, directional controls were up, always goes forward and stuff, and turn it into kind of a behind-the-back adventure action kind of thing. And I find it funny that they're calling it Alone in the Dark Four. Like anybody remembers, I didn't know there was. was I didn't know there was three. I thought there was right. just one. <laughs> this should have been a total rebranding of Alone in the Dark. Just call it Alone in the Dark. Make it completely. I mean, it's already completely new. It's a completely new take on the uh, game. So. I don't know yeah. why they. So the first thing four. I saw of Alone in the Dark Four was, you know, a number of months ago. I saw some video um, that was sort of a tech demonstration of what they were doing with it, where you have that active inventory where you open your coat up and you can actually look down there and see what your see what you actually have on your guy. And uh, they were kind of bragging about how you can combine different items and and you know solve puzzles or you know piss on the ground and light it and all this stuff and the monsters like it and they come to it and you set them on fire just all this different stuff you can do with your inventory wait 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 wait! you can piss on the ground and light it well it might not be actually pissing i might have made that up but you can put something on the ground and light it (laughs) um but yeah it did look kind of promising but the more videos that i've seen it seen of it as it gets closer to release the more i'm kind of skeptical because you know, I don't have to actually play it if I'm looking at some of these videos to know that it looks kind of jerky and wonky and last gen in terms of like how the responsiveness must be. And the animations look very broken apart and kind of just kind of weak. I don't know how you can spend so much time developing something and have I'm it I'm pretty look sure they like put that. all of their time into developing the uh, look of the fire. That's all I've seen of the game so far. It's, everything's on fire and they're showing off how great the fire looks. <laughs> yeah. The fire fuck might look that good, game. but. <laughs> Dracula's already to already to move on, but the the uh, the blood, <laughs> the I don't know if they changed it, but one of the videos I saw you know a few weeks ago when you hit people like the blood just the blood spatter just looked stupid, just completely ridiculous. So I'm have mixed expectations about this game. Like you know some of the gameplay videos show some pretty cool scripted events, you know like climbing around on the side of the building and cars are flying around, the buildings falling apart and everything. You know some, in, cool some that it's using. I like the the fact that it's actually taking place in Central Park, and I don't know if it's built to scale. I guess it probably couldn't be, but um, 
that's just kind of cool that it's taking place at a real world location. I mean, the Resident Evil games have too, but not where you can pinpoint exactly where it's taking place. Yeah, in terms of the in terms of you know a lot of the scripted events and stuff like that, it's pretty ambitious, like the um, encounter design, I guess you'd say. But it looks really rough around the edges still. Which leads me to my other point is is there's kind of a controversy going on about it because the game has been sort of in, in some circles it's been kind of hyped to hell. And it's you know kind of been around for a while, and it's kind of a big name franchise, and it's been in development for I think a long time. And um, there's some controversy because apparently some some you know some little websites in Norway or Germany or whatever you know got early advanced copies somehow, and they posted reviews and they you know gave them um, mediocre scores, uh, you know a five and a and something else. And Atari's actually kind of trying to uh, threaten these little websites with lawsuits. That's kind of a distasteful way of handling it. If your game is yeah, shitty, you should just you should just take it. You know. Yeah, but unfortunately, these companies don't. And I, I know personally just from talking to, uh, you know, people who work at some of these companies that they have, they have a set number in their head of what they want the Metacritic score to be, and if it doesn't reach that, you know, people are going to get chewed out at the company, the developers or whoever. So, yeah, um, I know there was a title that. Uh, I was speaking to a, a publisher about one time, and they said that yeah, we're expecting an eighty-five percent on Metacritic for this. So it's it's sad that those sites are used like that, but I think Atari sees a five, and they know that's going to completely skew uh, their Metacritic or game ranking score, and they're going to try to do something about it. But what can they actually do? Because it's it's not going to actually work, you know. Threatening him with lawsuits, saying you know the basis of their lawsuit is uh it must have been a pirated copy, you know. Well, it's hard to say because, you know, they can just claim, okay, well, a retail source leaked it to me or whatever, you know. Mm-hmm. And it just it just seems counterproductive because they'll kind of incite some ill will against themselves by doing this. They should just yeah, I mean, they can, take their medicine. They always try to, to – I don't know where I read that. I read that about this story, but they should just take their medicine. The game sucks. Yeah, they should they, take these bad scores. Publishers but, are always trying to strong arm – you know these. Uh, a few of the publications, like EGM, have been trying to take a stand and preserve some kind of editorial integrity. But in general, gaming journalism, quote unquote, I guess, is the only is the only sort of format for uh, you know for the written word where people will actually where the where the actual people writing the the um, the opinions and the editorials and stuff seem to be kind of intimidated and scared by the. Uh, or coerced in some way by the by the people who make the games, rather than it should be the, the other way around. The people who are making the games should be kind of scared of what the critics are going to do. They should be trying to cater to the critics and try to and try to get what they can. But it seems like it's the other way around. And uh, well, they tend I, to. I mean, if you've if you've been to any of these press junkets, they roll out the red carpet for you to try to get those high review scores from you. I mean, well, they're yeah, not I, officially. I guess them, so, but, but it, it seems like there's too much fear on the part of the people writing these things. There shouldn't be. They should just. They should preserve their integrity and, and, and just say what they think no matter what and, and that should be the law and and the, the game maker should have to fear them and, and I think I, the only place that that is actually going on is with these smaller fan sites and everything like that because they can't really be strong armed they don't have the fear of ad support being pulled you know by yeah like you open up IGN and how much weight can you put in the review score of Alone in the Dark 4 when I load the site up and the entire site is a monument to Alone in the Dark 4. <laughs> it's covered in it. There's a giant banner on it and the, the whole thing's covered in Alone in the Dark 4. How, how, isn't that a conflict of interest in some IGN way? decided to, to turn their <laughs> entire uh, franchise into an Alone in the Dark fan site. 
Yeah, that's what they do. They, they'll sell advertising and they'll just sell the whole layout of their site dedicated to an entire game. You know, GameSpot does this too. And don't you see that... It, how could you possibly see this as anything but a major conflict of interests? I don't know. You can't. It's not like a newspaper where you flip pages and content's here, your ad's here. Sometimes you have a full-page ad here. But this is like the entire layout of the site is, you know, double-dipped. You know, it's, it's like dipped in chocolate here. It's like dipped in these ads. The whole thing is just covered here. It's covered in Alone in the Dark. I think that's actually uh, kind of what happened with the Jeff whatever fat boy guy with the controversy surrounding that guy at GameSpot. You know, the guy who got fired with, for uh, the Kane and Lynch review. The issue was that GameSpot had sold their layout for Ga- Kane and Lynch advertising to Ubisoft. So their whole layout was Kane and Lynch. There's their heads right there. Their, their whole site is a monument to Kane and Lynch. And then the review basically panned it. And um, I guess, understandably, Ubisoft was upset, but it's just not their place to, uh, to decide how these things are going to go. Yeah, I mean, and if the product was better, they wouldn't have to worry about this. Yeah, why are they making a stinky game to begin with? Alone in the Dark 4 is a major <laughs> franchise. I think it's probably pretty well funded, I'm guessing. Why? And it, and it has a lot of things in it that are supposedly pretty uh, pretty imaginary. Or imaginative, not imaginary, <laughs> imaginative. And <laughs> some production values that are good, but clearly some produ- a lot of the production values are very rough around the edges. Yeah, there's a huge push behind this game. I mean, every time I load up... I don't go to game trailers a lot. I know that's your, that's your Bible. I live on it. Right. Um, every time I go to game trailers, there's something about Alone in the Dark, either on the front page or, like, you know, in the main feature section or on game trailers TV. They go to, you know, the studios. and No, game trailers I actually trust. They seem to be pretty honest most of the time, as far as I can tell. They seem to have some integrity. You, you don't like it because you don't like the guy who reads the reviews. You don't like his voice. But the actual, uh, the actual scores seem to be pretty consistent in my, in my experience. He's they awful. seem to be right on the money. They seem to be right on the money. Awful. I mean, right how do they not hire somebody who's, you know, does this for a living? He's probably the guy who invented it. <laughs> he invented Mr. Game, game Trailers. trailers. <laughs> yeah, he's Mr. Game Trailers. <laughs> now he's, he's Dr. Game Trailers now. I think a lot of it's more of this, um, like, not specifically money, but like, you can't come to a rock star party if you don't give GTA 4 a 10, you know, or whatever. They want to get invited to all these parties and... And uh, get the games early and feel important because most of them. Yeah, it's don't. not only that; it's yeah. you, they also get the exclusive rights then to, uh, you know, when they when it, these publishers show new games. Like for the, for instance, um, certain press events I've been to, uh, I haven't been allowed to talk about the game right away because IGN has, you know, first rights to talk about it for like a day, and then you can post your story. It's shit like that. I mean, it happens all the time. Go beat the shit out of IGN and take their rights away. Hey, they paid for those fair and square. We still got to talk about Born. This game came out a few weeks ago. For some reason, they decided in the middle of the ocean to just randomly make a game about the Born franchise, not with not corresponding to any particular movie, not coming out anywhere around when any of the movies came out. What's the point of this game existing? Well, they couldn't get uh, they couldn't get Matt Damon's likeness for it, so now it's suddenly based on the books. Yeah, was it was it previously going to have Matt Damon in it? And then it know. would be released around when the last film was or something? It sure seems to me that they would push for Matt Damon as hard as they could because, uh, you know, linking it to the films is a lot stronger. Uh, they can expect stronger sales than linking it to books that nobody's ever read. <laughs> yeah, they should. They should. I think if you're going to make a game 
And if it's not like if it's going to be a, a game about a movie, it better be you're getting paid a lot and you're just going to shovel, you're just going to slap this together and make money or whatever. And if you if you're actually trying to make a game that's that's not linked directly to a movie and it's just good, and you're and you're trying to make your own thing standalone kind of, why would you ever want to ever let anyone think that it's linked to a movie? Because movie games carry uh, negative connotations just because they're a movie game. If I see something as a movie game, I'm probably never going to play it, no matter what. Yeah, I'd say no. there's less than five movie games that are really worth playing. You, one of them, you better not say GoldenEye, because that fucking sucks. No, I, GoldenEye, GoldenEye sucks. is the most overhyped game. We can ever. save our GoldenEye hatred for an episode when we get Stevie B on here, because he has an article up right now on the site where he talks about, uh, you know, how... Oh, is, is it more about mouse. his cheater controller? And Okay. <laughs> right. <laughs> his cheater controller, but Hate in there he game. rips GoldenEye a new one. So if we ever have Stevie B on as a... Uh, I guess it's a guest since he's never on, but if we ever have Stevie B on, we'll... We should call him sometime. <laughs> just call him. You should. Just We were trying to get, from the uh, from the show last week, uh, Frank, who we called up with some Shen- <laughs> Shenmue Harbor uh, punks, called him up. We were trying to get him on the line for this week, but we couldn't work it out. But we we're going to try to get in touch with Frank again. <laughs> we're going to try to get in touch with him, and we're, uh, we're still working on that, but that's, that's coming down the pike. But um, No, the, I mean, the few movie games that are decent are... That, that I can think of off the top of my head are Chronicles of Riddick was fucking awesome. Yeah. That's not directly linked to the movie, though. It was That's just kind of based in the same game. universe. It's a movie. Sort game. of. It's it a, a half movie. movie. Half movie. Dude, you're crazy. That's a movie game. It's, it doesn't follow the script of the movie. Yeah, it's, 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 not, it's based on the universe that the movie created. It's not based on the movie specifically. But isn't that what the Bourne game is? It's like expanded universe, you know? Yeah, the Bourne game is kind of like that, too. Is. Yeah. That is that. So you just... You just shit on it for that. Okay, so I win. Yeah, I I just won. Uh, What are some other good movie games? There was Rambo on the NES. I remember that. (laughs) The movie, you kill dudes, and in the game, you kill little bugs and cats and stuff. How about Jaws? (laughs) I love Jaws for the Nintendo. The original Nintendo Jaws was awesome. (laughs) It's just because the original Nintendo games are funny, because, like... Anything on Nintendo, they would just kind of throw the same generic things and make it a platformer. So the movie games almost never had anything to do with the movie whatsoever, except that the character is the same person. You know, like the in back Jaws, the- you're just in Jaws, you're just a scuba diver who eventually kills Jaws. <laughs> it's just like the movie. <laughs> just like the movie. Remember that oh. scene where the scuba diver shot him with his harpoon. Where the scuba diver killed, like, you know, every possible fish in the ocean and then finally killed Jaws. You Jaws? Oh, no. Yeah, if you look at almost any movie game on the the, uh, 8-bit and most of them on the 16-bit, they're just going to have nothing to do with the movie at all. Like the uh, Back to the Future games on NES. (laughs) Karate Kid. And Karate Kid. Well, Karate Kid kind of did, I guess. Except you just killed hundreds of guys and that never happened in the movie. I think we'll have to save our our movie game discussion for another time, but... So this week's contest, uh, what, what should we have them put in the subject line, what do you think? They're going to put that in the subject line? <laughs> I don't know how they're going to spell that, but okay, right there. Put that in the subject line. Put in, your be- put in your best spelling of that in the subject line. Yep, put in your best spelling of that in the subject line, and uh, that's how you can enter <laughs> for your chance to win uh, Ark the Lad, something or other. Uh Send your email out to contest at tapezilla.net and uh, enter that sound you heard into the subject line. <laughs> Can we hear that sound again? Oh, I'm going to shit myself. Uh. <laughs> oh, wait, that was real? 
No way. It's ain't Hollywood, man. It's ain't Hollywood. <laughs> in Hollywood, they don't. <laughs> in Hollywood, they have fake uh, fake fartsies. <laughs> wow. I didn't think that was real. I thought he would just... <laughs> that makes it even like, way more wrong because it sounded so exaggerated. <laughs> no, I knew it was real. I'm just saying that the top filter on my microphone got a workout on that one. That's <laughs> because I am in a trance right now. I think we should also mention that <laughs> Tapezilla is now on the Dig podcast page on the right under Up and Coming. It is. Tapezilla made it to the, the Dig podcast page, not the gaming podcast page. It's on there. How did too, it get there? We How made did it the get regular there? podcast page. How does that work? I don't know. Our fans are finally starting to do something. They're finally getting the word out. I think the internet AI is, is turning into our favor. I just kind of assume this one of Dig Man, like some Commander Dig, who looks at these and goes, oh, I like this. Let's put this up there. Hmm, this one's good. I'm pretty good. sure that's how it works. Ninpo. <laughs> <laughs> Ninpo. Uh, Ninpo. Uh, Drac, welcome back. It was good to have you back again. I don't know if you're the reason that the show was a complete mess uh, and last <laughs> week's went so well. I'm going to... I don't know if I can blame Peter or if I should blame you for being back. Give me another week. I think it's a combination of both. It's a combination of both. Give me one more week. I mean, we'll give you another shot, but I, I don't know. All right, if you want to subscribe to Tapezilla, go to tapezilla.net. Hit the subscribe button there for iTunes. We're going to try to get Zune going soon. We've had a couple requests for that. Also, make sure to dig Tapezilla. Uh, like we said, we're moving up the dig page, so the more digs, the better. The more people who find out about it, the better You know, crazy awesome contests we'll have, like... Hey, look, we're already improving. We had Ark the Lad this week, so I guess that's it. I hear next week we're going to give away an Xbox. <laughs> the original Xbox? I guess that would be r- about right for uh, value-wise, <laughs> giving away an original Xbox. It costs like a million dollars to ship, dude. It's a huge. <laughs> Just what I heard. May not might not actually happen. It, I can guarantee that's not going to happen. We'll see. We'll see what we can dig up for next week, but... All right, thanks for listening. And make sure, actually, we also have a voicemail line. If you check out tapezilla.net, you'll see the uh, the phone number over on the right. Yeah, I don't know what it is. 202. 202-470-2520. If you want to leave us a voicemail, we'll, we'll at least listen to it. And then we'll ridicule say you we'll, uh, on the show. I'm not, not going <laughs> to say we're really going to play it, because based on the voicemails they play over at the uh, Player One podcast, uh, we there's absolutely no chance that any of those would ever make it onto our show. So... <laughs> We're just too cool. We're too cool for that. There's no but, way. Wow. So yeah, if you're gonna leave voicemails like that, don't bother. But if you're, uh, you know, if you're a regular guy or a girl, call up the uh, voicemail line. Leave us a voicemail. We'll uh, maybe we'll even answer you back. Who knows? So, all right. Uh, interesting show this week. It was different. <laughs> it was certainly different. Pete, <laughs> please rest up for next week. Why is this all on me? Come on. Come on. This is on Dragon. We'll see. Hey, Roman, nice town you got here. Uh, uh. Hey, Roman, sure is bright in this town. My eyes are heightened. (laughs) Hey, Roman, it's a hot dog stand there. I wonder if I can rape the owner. (laughs) 
<laughs> hey, Roman, I see you there. Mm. I like how that ass looks. Uh. <laughs> he's, he's, what, what is that, Russian Orthodox? <laughs> That's what he is. Uh, one too many weenus in here, fellas. <laughs> too many weenus. <laughs> Get one of those in my mouth instead. <laughs> Where did this come from? One more wiener in my mouth, and it might start to object. <laughs> <laughs> Too many wieners in here. I'm not complaining, though. 